I have been searching. Welcome to Following the Fire. Thanks for joining us on this journey through the wilderness. Just like Israel followed the pillar of fire and smoke, we want to take a new look at our beliefs and just follow him. And like Israel, we get it wrong a lot, we get lost a lot, but we're doing our best to, to go where God leads us. I'm Nathan. And I'm Steve. Don't you know it's all I have? Hey, welcome everyone. Today we celebrate a new milestone in following the fire history. And now it's, it's Steve's turn to talk about visiting churches and what it's like. We go into full liberal. I know you're never supposed to go full liberal, but we but then we talk about families and inoculation and, and just all kinds of things along the way. But you only wanted love. Hey there, Nathan. Guess what? What? What, Steve? We have passed the milestone of 25 episodes. That seems like a significant milestone. Yeah, it's like it's our silver anniversary, right? Yeah, there. I didn't get you anything. <laughs> That's Sorry. Okay. Yeah, if I'd have thought about it, maybe I'd get you a silver podcast or something. I don't know. Either way, it seems didn't seem like that, that long, though, right? I mean... 50 is a year. So that's that's half a year, right? When Yeah. 6 months of 6 months of podcasting. When did we I don't know when we started. I'm scrolling down to show number 1, but I don't think we had notes back then. Huh. So, it's a mystery. Yeah, we may never know. Well, uh as for the future of the show, you and I got together and strategized the future of things. Mhm. And I'm just really excited about the what's coming up for the podcast. Uh, the just the direction we're wanting to go and things we're wanting to include and I think it's going to be really great. And one thing that I'm really looking forward to is we're going to start having some quote-unquote regular people on the podcast to tell their faith stories. Just uh, You know, the, the podcast is called Following the Fire, subtitled A Journey Through the Wilderness. So we thought it'd be great to hear journeys of other people through their through their wilderness. I mean, you know, Nathan, you and I talk about our faith journey all the time, mm-hmm. but there's so much value to having different perspectives, different uh, ways of looking at things. I know you and I both have people in mind for this, and maybe even some of our listeners uh, as well, people whose stories are very different from us and people who are in really different phases in their life, different stages of their faith. So I, I'm really looking forward to that part of it. Yeah, we that's something I'm really I'm really excited about that. And when we when we first started, I kind of had two visions. One was I wanted to give you a chance to teach classes you've taught before because I've just I've had the opportunity of sitting in church when you're teaching a class and you've just had these awesome, I mean, I can remember, you know, several classes that you've taught that that were just really cool. So, oh, one idea was like, let's give Steve a microphone. Actually, <laughs> Steve has all the microphones. I'm borrowing. <laughs> but let's turn his, his microphone on and uh, and just let him go. And then my second vision uh, was to reach out to people and just people in or out of the church 
or and in between and just hear hear stories from different people. Yeah. So I I'm excited for moving towards having a little bit more of those. And we've early on we we realized we were two white white Church of Christ guys from Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> um who work in the water industry and have grandpa preachers and the list goes on. Yeah. Uh nerdy glasses. I don't know what else. <laughs> and we realized we my first list of who do I want to talk to was like a bunch of people just like me. So Yeah. We we made a decision on purpose pretty early to add a little bit of outside perspective that is not like us. Yep. Which is my favorite kind of, kind of thing. So I'm sure moving forward we'll have we'll have people come in who are white Fort Collins Church of Christ folks, but uh I'm excited to like broaden that scope even more to just you know, every once in a while hear a normal person's story. Yeah, so yeah, I am definitely looking forward to the the normal people. And also one thing that we're doing just because, you know, we got, you're not a real podcast until you have a Patreon, I guess. So we have a Patreon. If you want to partner with us and help us cover some of the costs to put this thing out and put it together, it's patreon.com slash following the fire. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. There's some pretty cool perks and uh, some of the levels have shirts and mugs and merch. And there's also... Like early access to weekly episodes. Early, there's also going to be early access to some of the special study series that we're going to be doing. Are there stickers in any, any of the packages? Because I have a pile of stickers here now. Oh, that's right. That I need to give to people. Yeah, it's, the stickers aren't part of the perks, but we can make them part of the perks. Yeah, that's the top level. That one you really gotta <laughs> you gotta shell out for the sticker. It's it's yeah. funny because the uh, my wife's been hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. This time of year is when that part of the country starts to be on fire. Oh yeah. And so our, you know, if you didn't know, it's just a, you know, our logo is just the fire and it says following the fire.com. And, uh, but I've been watching her and forest fires just pop up after her. Like, you know, I don't know, a few days after she's left a place, there's a little forest fire and just like, sounds like the beginning is a conspiracy theory. Exactly. So I'm, I'm worried I'm going to have to, like burn my notes because I've been taking, you know, really detailed notes about uh, where her position every day. But I feel like there's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of culpability there, maybe because it's clear ahead of her on fire all behind her. So the we're following the fire, but the fire is following her. Yeah, and so along those lines, I had my son help me with the names for the tears, and that's why they're goofy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So there's Sparky. Uh, torchy, campfirey, bonfirey, blazy, and infernoy. But it really, it only takes a spark, so it to get a fire going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we said, we'd love and appreciate your support if you feel so inclined. It's Patreon.com/slash Following the Fire. So how's it going, Steve? How have you how have you been? I have it has been a whirlwind and a roller coaster for the past few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> In a huge way. Uh I am 
Today, I'm feeling pretty fantastic. The past three days have been pretty good. That's so, good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. Um, therapy helps. Tell you what. I feel like three days for a grown adult in a row is pretty good. Well, I, I, I'm actually exercising again. Oh, shoot. And not eating a bunch of crap all the time. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, I'm tricking myself into exercising because I I think I'm, I may have mentioned this to you already, but I'm trying, I'm watching through the Clone Wars TV show, like the cartoon. There's yeah. Seven seasons. Yeah. And I've, I'm not, I'm only allowing myself to watch an episode if I'm riding my bike in the basement, like on my stationary bike. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like in season four or five and I want to know what happens. I mean, is, so, is Anakin yeah. going to turn into Darth Vader or not? <laughs> right. And who is Luke's father? Right. Spoilers. Yeah. So um, that, that's, that's helping a lot and kind of getting my mind around this, uh, this, uh, some of the blowback that of, from leaving our church, still having people freak out at me. Family doesn't want to see me. It's, 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 it's <sighs> hard stuff, but um, I, it's been actually pretty, I'm feeling pretty good for the past few days about all of it. So. Yeah, that's rough. That that weighs heavily on me too because it's just, just uh, painful. Yeah, it's it's painful, but I mean, I know that we have folks listening who have been through the same or worse. You know, come, my my parents haven't cut me off or anything, but uh, there's there's some struggles, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I think we can work through it. It's just. And, and honestly, the, this this book that I'm reading, uh, Belief After Doubt, which maybe we'll do eventually for a book club book, has been helping a lot because he describes the stages of faith, not maturity, but just kind of, and it's, I guess, faith development mm-hmm. and understanding where other people are versus where you are and how and how doubt is what kind of pulls you between the stages. It just helps me to frame things a little bit to understand where my family's coming from, where my friends are coming from, who are upset with me and why. And it it helps me and it gives me a lot more empathy, I think, for for as as part of it. So that helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've I uh I can't remember how months ago it was that I I went I kind of started looking for therapists again. Yeah. And I don't know how to do that. I don't, I'm constantly looking for a doctor. I I can't find one I like. Um, I think it's because I don't like. I think it's a me problem. But the but I uh, I I'm kind of stuck now. I have two therapists, and I I don't know how to let the the one go that I don't want to keep seeing. You still have two. I still have two, and I actually didn't think I still had two, but then I got a reminder for an appointment <laughs> with the other one, and I was like, ah, oh, I thought. But now that I can't admit, it's very difficult for me to deal with that, like <laughs> rejecting someone that like is doing everything fine and is good yeah. and nice. So I don't know at what point I'm supposed to say, thank you. This was great. And I will never see you again. Yeah. Just learn. You got to learn how to ghost, man. <laughs> yeah. I thought I did ghost, but there, there she is on my calendar. So I got the reminder. You have to pay to ghost a therapist. You have to pay to ghost? Yeah, if you no-show. 
Can he cancel? That's not ghosting if you tell him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, two two therapists is better than none, I guess. Yeah, I and I actually save like I get I give him different stuff, so it's still mm. still useful. So so we forget how long ago we actually talked about you visiting these other churches. It was like two episodes ago, but I think it's been like a month. Yeah, it's been a while. And in the intervening weeks, um, my family's kind of gotten back into the swing of things for uh, looking for a, a church. And it's been an interesting journey so far. <laughs> yeah, how's that? How's, so I, I remember you were going to go visit um, the Church of Christ with the U at the front of it. That, oh yeah, that makes which a big is difference. not like a Church of Christ at all. Yeah. So, um, did you end up? Did you end up visit, visiting the United? It's United, right? United Church of Christ. Yeah, United Church of Christ. It's um, here in town. It's like Plymouth Congregational United Church of Christ. And it, uh, I remember when, when I mentioned it. I remember your response was, "Oh, you're gonna you're going full crazy liberal." <laughs> <laughs> And I had no idea what you meant, but now I do. Really, uh, I actually didn't. I was exaggerating because I don't actually know what I'm talking about. But well, I, I'm I'm not going to call these people by full crazy liberal at all. And you know, we may end up there, honestly. Yeah, Christy really liked it a lot. And the and it's funny the the Christy really liked it, and Noah really liked it a lot. I, I thought it was fine. Um, Hannah thought it was fine as well. But it's it's a strange mix of kind of high church. And kind of not. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went twice. The first time we went, a few, uh, three weeks ago, we went in the evening. They've got an, a morning service and an evening service. And the morning service is the traditional one. They said they had like with Bach and that kind of classical music kind of thing. Okay. And they usually have a choir, but you know, with COVID they don't. And then the evening service, they... Uh, lovingly referred to it as their hippie service. <laughs> They've got like more uh, contemporary music and sometimes music that you would never dream of hearing at a church. Really? But it okay. It kind of works. I'll, I'll explain that in a second. And so the first time we went, it was the Sunday evening. And then the second week we went, right out the second week, we went to the morning service. But interestingly, we, we hit... Both times we hit the hippie service because they're moving the the evening service to the morning service, and they're going to have two morning services: one traditional, one newer. Okay, yeah. Is this but, um, was this? So I remember a while ago we had talked, and you had said that you had never attended a non Church of Christ for worship. So was this right? Was this the was this the first time? Hippie it's church, technically the second, because on Easter. There was a church, kind of an evangelical megachurchy type place here in town. Oh, that's right. That we went for outside. They had like a, like an outdoor service. So at the time it was, you know, April. It was April, March. So it was, it was like near peak COVID time, and so we didn't. I didn't feel go, good at going inside anywhere. And this, it was nice that they had an outdoor kind mm-hmm. of a sunrise type service. So this was the first time actually in a non-church Christ church building, I guess. Yeah, not that that matters, but so the, the on the outside of the building, they have a, on their sign they've got a little rainbow flag, and so 
and everything else about the church, you know, ticked all the boxes going back to the, our episode about the kind of our criteria Mm -hmm. and they are, the church is very involved in social justice stuff. Uh, They have a big fundraiser every year for the homeless community in which the teens and the, the younger adults uh, in, in, in uh, I think it's in November or October, they camp out on the front church lawn for a couple nights, one or two nights, like in the, in the br- brutal cold to in, in cardboard, cardboard houses sort of. Okay. To kind of, to kind of empathize, I guess, and connect. Yeah. And they, the first, the first week we were there, they, ha- they were going over their five-year plan which was a inter- really interesting time. Um, and they showed this little video and they handed out this brochure that says Plymouth 2026. Oh, wow. Like, what's it going to look like in 2026? And, and as you can see on the, the picture on the front, it says, on their side, it says Black Lives Matter. So, you know, very... I told you. Yeah, you went full. Yeah, right. And the, the visiting scholar for this coming year, I guess I have a visiting scholar every year, is a black woman named Reverend Tr- Tracy Blackman, so oh. which is interesting. Anyway, you know, they're, they're if you're if you're doing everything right, you don't need a five year plan because you just do it the same. <laughs> just let's keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They must be pretty far. They must be pretty far from a. That's cool. That's, that that that's seems like look the, at it. the best possible time to like go because then they're talking about what their vision is of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah, and that was really interesting. And then they had a so this video, and a large portion of it was around the homeless population. A large portion of it was around the uh, the environment. They're wanting to convert to full solar by then, and uh, they want to have like charging stations for electric cars, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the and I and I was saying I thought a lot about you during the worship service because they handed out is like a whole order of service with the things you're supposed to say. Yeah. Little asterisks for when you're supposed to stand up for the new folk. Oh, what? We didn't uh, have four, asterisks. I'll have to recommend Four part harmony that. in the music. Okay. And every, each, each worship service, they, they, they say, welcome to Plymouth Congregational Church, United Churches of Christ, an open and affirming congregation. It's like, it's like we're really pushing yeah, say that every time. Well, the, the like the pastor says that. Yeah. And they have a moment of like centering silence. Okay. Where everybody kind of meditates for a minute and then they have this little gong that to say you're done. Mhm. And there were there were, you know, high churchy type things, at least in my my term of high churchy type things as far as collective prayers, um call and response said the Lord's Prayer. However, that they have a, for the hippie service, they have a rewriting of the Lord's Prayer by okay. a guy named John Philip Newell. So it's like an alternate version. It says, ground of all being, mother of life. So right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa. So it, it, this is not our Father who art in heaven, right? Sure. Uh, mother of life, right? Uh, so, Father of the universe, your name is sacred. We may we know your presence. May your longing be ours. 
Um, may there be food for God's family today, for the planet love God loves, etc. So that's I. That's really I kind of actually like. I know that that would that would be like jumping out of the pool into the hot tub or something. Um, but I have been doing this thing where I'm trying to recite the Lord's prayer to myself every morning. Yeah, yeah, and it really quickly loses all meaning because it's it you know just becomes a yeah a, a rote thing and so i'm constantly trying to restate it to emphasize different things that are coming out of it and so i'm always interested in cuz they're they're definitely trying to get squeeze certain ideas out of the lord's prayer yeah in in that yeah i'll 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 send you the a copy of this uh yeah this updated one uh, but the, it was funny, the, 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 the evening service we went to was, it was pretty small. They said the evening one typically is, but the, the, the music consisted of a guy playing the piano. I guess he's our music director, like this grand piano and a person playing the ukulele and the violinist. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was pretty fantastic. I. Man, the yeah, the for the Sesame Street game, one of these things is not like the other. The grand piano, yep, violin, yep. and then I want to know who let the ukulele player in. <laughs> yeah, he he was great, Stuart Yoshida, Hawaiian shirt on and everything. And they did they pass did the passing of the piece. So it it's like I I I kept seeing all these things that that were like exactly like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. That, but just in a different building, and that like the vestment, like the the pastor had a not in the evening service, but the morning service. The pastor had like the white robe thing on, looked like a monk's robe, but white. Okay. With like the sash, the color. What color sash. was the sash? Was it green? Green. Yeah, I wonder. The next thing I need to do is is go to a Catholic service, because I I don't know how how drastically different like Anglican is from Catholic in mm-hmm. practice. But I think there are way more churches that Sunday happens like that than I ever realized. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, if how if it's just how much how similar it is. And I looked it up, and the United Churches of Christ, it's kind of in the name Plymouth as well. It it, it has its roots back in the Pilgrims, really, which would have been kind of Anglican, theoretically. My uh, very, I'm not s- secure in my history, but I thought the pilgrims were forced out of England because they they didn't believe the same thing as them. But so they had to go to Holland because Holland wasn't Catholic. Oh. So they, they were like their own thing, I think. But I I don't know where they started. Uh, I'm gonna have to look that up. It's where I, they were. I yeah, I've been. It's been a long time. That's interesting though. So it it comes out of it comes out of that tradition though, which would have been still seems like it must be a branch off of Anglican yeah, at some point. Yeah, something. But I mean it it was it was really interesting that and they yeah, like I said it was on on the face of it just from the outside looking in if you if you didn't hear anything that was said or or whatever it would seem like more of like a like an Anglican or a like a higher church type of thing. Mm-hmm. But the their theology and Things they were saying was very progressive stuff. Then the the next Sunday we went, it was in the morning. Lots more people. 
once again, kind of like you mentioned with the Episcopal churches you went to, that mostly gray hair. Yeah. A few younger folks. And but everybody and everybody was super nice and super friendly, and they were telling us about their church becoming a an affirming church. So I guess that the UCC nationwide is not they don't have like a, a mandate that every church needs to be affirming mm-hmm. for LGBTQ people, but every, so every congregation has their own choice whether or not they do that. And they said it takes about a year. And they go through studies together and talk it back, talk about it back and forth. And the pastor told me he's like, you know, it's kind of it's it's good to do the study and everything, but he's like, in in reality, what ends up happening is the people who are against it end up leaving throughout the year, huh? Yeah, and going someplace else. And so the, all that's all that's left of the folks who are affirming, which I thought was interesting. So th- Sunday morning we get in there. And we sit down, this is the, thinking it was going to be the more traditional service. And where's the, uh, I've got the program from that one too, I think. Oh, here it is. Um, yeah. And I, I'll give you a thousand guesses of what the first song was. A thousand? Well. <laughs> All right. One, uh, Amazing Grace. Two, no. Peaceful Easy Feeling. <laughs> that that uh, might have been pretty good. <laughs> uh, is it like a like someone really recent, like Lady Gaga or something? That's where I'm going with that. <laughs> a, a couple. I, that's I, you're actually you're not too far off with some of the stuff because like a couple weeks ago uh, before we went, I looked on their their video and they were singing a song by Coldplay. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, but the first song two Sundays ago was Imagine by John Lennon. Oh what! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I would have gotten to a thousand, and I would not have gotten "Imagined" by John Lennon. Yeah, I mean, because it in the song he's like, "Imagine there's no heaven and hell. Imagine there's no religion too." Right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a that was an interesting one, and they had all the same stuff, and they had the the updated Lord's Prayer and everything. And um, that's funny. They had a. <laughs> children's time where one of the pastors uh, there's a, a man a male pastor who's like the head head pastor and then like the associate pastor is a woman and she she went she like kind of like hey kids come up to the front and there's like one one kid old enough but talking to them afterwards uh, apparently the church is very care like everybody is still wearing masks and they're very careful about the the virus. So any kid who couldn't get the virus or couldn't get uh, vaccinated, I mean, didn't come. So that's why there were no kids. Anyway, yeah, that, I I heard that from both places I attended that all the families are staying remote as long as possible. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a lot of places. And the pastor got up to do the sermon, and it was on uh, it was on where does it say it in here? It was Ephesians. 4, 1 through 16, and he was reading from a translation that I'd never heard of before, so I'm going to have to go look that up. I, I took a note someplace, I forget where I put it down, what translation it was, but it was a like a brand new, like last year type translation. Huh. And it was a good translation, but what he said when he started his reading, he said, now the book of Ephesians 
was probably not written by Paul. It's probably written by one of his disciples, you know, years later under his name, probably with a lot of the same ideas that Paul had, but you know, it's, it's really good. It has some great things for us to learn. And I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Cause you know, I, I'm like, I'm crazy myself a little bit. I, I've kind of come to the point where I, I'm not sure that Paul wrote everything that Paul, we, we think Paul wrote like a lot of the modern scholars and, uh, who are that's their their experts in this stuff say you know that some of the letters that they think are pseudepigraphical um pseudo pseudo epigraphical i think it's pseudepigraphical it's not pseudo but it's just sued anyway pseudepigraphical with basically ghost written by somebody else with paul's Mm -hmm. name on it and i mean i i'm not a scholar so i don't know either way but it's just the fact that he said that was like a shock and they uh it was, they have like a like a big garden in the back and there's like a maze you can walk around in and the they said the pastor went to had some retreat on some island off of the coast of Ireland or Scotland and brought back some stones and they buried the stones in the maze to have the connection to this place huh. so it's 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 very interesting stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> in a lot of ways <laughs> but everybody was nice uh, everybody and but it it's like if i it's about the most diametrically opposed to a traditional church of Christ that I could probably find in town, to be honest. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I had meant by my joke about going full. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's just, it's not a, some people dip their toes in. I'm a, I get to the ocean or a hot tub or something and I, I dip my toe in, I go slow, but some people do a cannonball and you, you did a cannonball. So, well, I mean, it seems like, aside from some of the theology stuff being obviously very different, it doesn't seem that far off from the Episcopal church that you went to, to be honest. Yeah, I I think one thing that's really valuable about, you know, whether whether there's something surprising in the service or not, is you find out the people are a lot more similar than you think that they would be. Yes. When you actually start meeting people and talking to people, and you find out they are Christians and believers who are trying to trying to live out the gospel. Yeah, and I, I loved I loved what you said in that episode when you were talking about your church experience. Experience how it was great because you you learned that there were all these people in this town that you've been in your whole life that were believers and you like you didn't know they were there. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It I think it's just useful even if you are not looking for a church. I think if you have like teenagers or, or or just as adults, I think that it is valuable and worthwhile to maybe twice a year or four times a year just go visit a church, just to just to have that practice of meeting other believers who who do it a little bit differently and kind of start to build a map of the city in your mind of oh there's there's these people that church is full on, on Sunday and they're, they're doing this. And it also helps. It's like an inoculation. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Just having a little bit of, Oh, that's different. Or they did it. They said something that I normally wouldn't hear. Or even some places are going to seem the same, but they're going to open up the Bible to a, a book that you haven't, you know, opened up to in a long time. And I think there is, it's kind of like a, 
that's why travel is important for yeah, for people. Yeah. It's not just it's not because you go there and have fun. It's because when you come back, you've broadened your mind a little bit. I know that that's become a a derogatory phrase to have an open mind, but but mm-hmm. you you do get more space when you add different uh, different experiences. Oh yeah, and it it makes it so that first of all you can empathize with people. You're going to meet someone at work, and, and it just it inocu- inoculates you though against uh, this what can happen in one church, which is that you start to think this is the only way that it can happen instead of mm. this is one way that people do it. I mean, but of course the way we were raised is pretty much there is only one way to do it. So visiting other churches is counter to that goal. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. That I don't know how to get from that step to the next step um, because that's kind of like a, a bubble that has to pop that to be willing to be wrong about things or even just to know Mm -hmm. that the point isn't to be right about a hundred percent of things. Mm -hmm. Because if if you're there and the point is to be right about a hundred percent of things, or you think you are right about a hundred percent of things, then I would actually recommend that you not visit other churches because uh, you think that your mission is going to be to correct them or to point out their flaws and that, yeah. that would that would probably be counter uh productive. Yeah, but I I do think it is valuable though. I mean, I you know, back to this Brian McLaren book I mentioned earlier. It it kind of explains the stages of of where where people are with that and getting to the point where you can see that there's maybe value in other things besides the the right the binary right and wrong that you maybe grew up with. Yeah. But it's my experience though is that it absolutely will it will feel wrong if if you have yeah. if you have grown up do, doing worship in some specific way you don't even know like you don't even have the imagination for how it can be different yeah referring to god as the mother is not ever gonna you know occur to you um <laughs> right and so what happens kind of in the bible right? <laughs> yeah. um what happens is you show up and all of that hits you at once. If you've never, ever done anything different and it, it all adds up to hit you right in the gut. And I think this is the strongest moral feeling that people can have is that's different and it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Different Um, automatically is wrong, right? Yeah. And, And it, it's, it's a gut feeling and it, I've felt this multiple times. I've wa- I've stormed out of churches um, because of that feeling, hmm. and it's just so compelling that you don't even have to think about it. That's how strong it is. That like I have never been so certain that something is wrong in my whole life. And of course, uh, it's helpful for me because my examples are all ridiculous. So when I go back and realize I w- I got that gut feeling about that the bread had. <laughs> was spongy or uh or that there was an instrument being used or you know i've i've had that reaction in in multiple different different times but in things that that most christians are um looking back on it it's i can see how ridiculous that is Uh, and i can't remember my first 
I know I've shared this story before, but I've had that gut feeling about opening presents on Christmas Eve. That's a great example. Yeah, I think even people who aren't looking for churches, though, are. I think that it is worth having friends who are Christians who are outside of your church and outside of your denomination, even if you're not, you know, visiting their their churches once a quarter or something. Yeah, yeah. It actually reminds me that um, we we had, of course, we had the spongy bread, and uh, it um, and they had wine. Isn't that weird? Right. Yeah. Like half the tray was wine. Like the red is the wine and the white is grape juice. White? Yeah, oh, white like cups. White, white grape. What? No, white white grape juice. What? That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, blood's not white. <laughs> <laughs> That's. But I, uh, the Church of Christ I went to in Belgium, did that. Wine. Wine and grape juice. Okay. So the, you know, grape juice for Americans. And wine right. for Belgians who probably grew up Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd never come across a, well, I was going to say I never come across a church, church in the States that used wine, but I, I clearly, as we established, I haven't come across a church in the States other than the one I went to. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, church I went to in Vienna, it was a, it was a church of Christ and I had wine. It And it was like, I was in, I was 19 in college and it, it's like, what is this? Isn't that <laughs> like, funny, what, though? Something's wrong with the, with the grape juice. Because if I was Catholic or Anglican or, what, 80% of Christians in the world, and, and you heard the Church of Christ kids that grew up, you know, talking about this, they'd be like, haven't you read the Bible? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? How how in the world are you surprised by that? And I mean, I know you weren't surprised, surprised by that, but um, it's funny that, even when you're in a, a denomination that it does matter to get everything a hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, we still, there's always a lens and there are always choices of what do you prioritize over something else? Yeah. And you, you just cannot, there is no such thing as, you know, plain and simple reading of the Bible that just mm-hmm. gives you the correct answer. If there was, we would have three denominations, one with the people, 80% of people who read it correctly and then a couple that are just, you know, antagonistic. So. Yeah. Oh, one, oh sorry. One, la- one last thing about the UCC before I tell you about the, the other church that I went to the closing. So the, each, each uh, service, they have a the, the sending music, which is kind of like the last song of the, the, the worship service. The sending music this time, this time was take five by Dave Brubeck. Nice. Okay. Okay. That's Yeah, it's in 554. Uh, Great song. Where did they play it? Like on the piano and the ukulele and the violin or did they So have the, a... yeah, the, so, sorry, the second time we went when they played that song, they saw the piano and they had a bass player, electric bass, electric guitar and a singer. Oh, that's just cool. So, but yeah, they, the, the electric guitar player was doing the whole, the solo and each guy took, it was like a jazz concert. Like each guy took like a, like an eight bar solo, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's cool.
Anyway, so this past Sunday, a few few days ago, we went to speak. Speaking of you know the 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 feeling like pushing back against the different, we thought we'd go to something very similar, at least on 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 the outside to a Church of Christ. We went to the local Disciples of Christ okay. here in town, which for those who don't know is a it's very similar in a lot of theology to the churches of Christ because they both come from the restoration movement background. Yeah. And they both kind of started in the same place, um, wanting to have no creed, but the Bible, that kind of thing. And there's some splits along the way, but this, this particular disciples of Christ is very, very much not like a church of Christ. Uh, It may have started similar places, but it's not where the same where they are now. So the, one of the reasons we went to this this church was June twenty seventh. They adopted a new welcome statement that they are now uh, they welcome into membership full participation and leadership all persons regardless of race, ethnicity, gender identity, and expression, sexual orientation, age, economic status, physical or mental ability, familial status, and faith history. So basically, we're now an open and affirming church. And they told us about how that worked and how it, you know they had to vote. All, and it was a unanimous vote. Their pastor is, is a woman who who wasn't there this past Sunday when we went, but a few more younger-ish folks, but still mostly older for COVID reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's on several acres of land. It's 11 acres. Oh, wow. Uh, kind of on the corner of town. And the church maintains two acres. And they've given away all of the rest of the land. Okay. To a project called Heartside Hill, and they're gonna. It's they are giving it away to. They're gonna have seventy-two affordable housing apartment units, ten family homes built by Habitat for Humanity, and two homes for adults with developmental disabilities. And uh, they've got a community garden, all kinds. So they're doing a lot for the community, and which is pretty cool. And a lot for, I mean, they're kind of far away from the center of town where the homeless, homelessness is an issue. Sure. But they're doing a lot of stuff for like affordable housing, which is really lacking in Fort Collins. So they're, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, it felt more normal, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It yeah. felt comfortable in a lot of ways. Some way, some, like the music was way, very different. They, they basically had two songs that the congregation sang. Which was weird because we're in our congregation, at least where we used to be, we'd regularly sing like eight, nine songs at a service. Yeah. And uh, there were like two. So I don't, I, that'd be hard to get used to that. But um, did but you, it felt. Did you know, like, did you recognize the songs? Were they hymns or were they. They were kind of contemporary. So I've never heard either one of them, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And the their worship. Band played a couple other ones that I also hadn't heard. They had a preacher filling in who was also female, and she did a fantastic job. They had a sermon on uh, Joseph, I believe. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, like I said, it felt more normal, but different. And so we're, we're I think we're going to try to go back there again, try it out at a different time, kind of see how things are different. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was weird. <laughs> like, like we said, you know, it's it's weird, it's different, but um, refreshing things about it, uh, interesting things about it, 
and trying to trying to figure out what what's the best for our family and for our family's spiritual growth over time, really. Yeah. I feel I feel like weird is where is really disorienting, but then it can just point to things that you've never seen before. You can see things in a new way. But I definitely feel like I have a gut feeling when I'm like church hunting feels so wrong to me. Yeah. You it it feels like you know by what criteria am I supposed to be evaluating this experience, you know? Yeah. And and so it just feels something about it makes me feel a little bit greasy. So I I think that's a hard thing and then the fact that it's we're in we're in a continued pandemic makes it really hard because you kind of know that a lot of the people aren't there that normally would be there. Yeah. People yeah. people are maybe wearing the the places I've I've gone one of them everyone wears masks which you know just means like meeting people is even more difficult because there's just you can't see expressions and you know recognize people yeah. and that kind of thing. So well, both of, of these places we went did have a kind of a fellowship time outside where mm-hmm. most everybody kind of demasked so you could talk a little bit at a bit of a distance but and that was that was nice. Did, could people did people notice that you were new? Oh yeah. And talk to you? The the first at the UCC church the first time we were there like I said there were very few people anyway. There and there were not a lot of visitors, I don't think, at the second time we went. But you know, every everyone was always very friendly wherever we went and yeah. worshiped God and loved Jesus and all that kind of stuff. So I figure that's a good start. <laughs> very good, yeah, very good start. It's good to. I just think it's, I think it's very good spiritually to meet those people. I something jumped out to me though in their uh, their revised belief statement i think is what you said but they mentioned familial status and the oh yeah we probably should do a whole episode on this but man i've i think if there was one one thing that that i wish i could bring back into churches of christ is thinking through some of these things on purpose including what we do to single men and women or Mm. divorced or whatever it is and and kind of what we value because there's there's just so many opportunities that we just make it a, so valuable to be a a family yeah um oh yeah and and that's kind of like the finish line i, I think a lot of the time and it's just refreshing to hear someone that's thinking out loud about wait a minute that's not first of all that's not biblical second of all you know the let's let's meet people where they are instead of you know have kind of a cookie cutter standard for who they should be before they are valuable to our church. Yeah. I think single people have really gotten the shaft in a lot of churches. It's scary, man. I was, I was, you know, I went to the church where I grew up. So everyone knew me, which means everyone also knew I was single and, or whatever (laughs) I was, whenever I was it. Um, and man, when, if like another, if like a girl walk, a woman walked in, (laughs) <laughs> it was terrifying because everybody knew like hey have you met Nathan <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's the worst and it uh it actually made you know I've I probably owe a few people an apology because I just like 
to fight that, I just don't talk to them at all. I just completely <laughs> go in my shell because I just can't handle, I can't handle like the expectation and all the 300, or no, it's mostly the women, 150 eyes. Oh, times two, 300 eyes <laughs> l- looking at me and like, oh, you talk to the other single person. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, and we have, you know, they're, they're just, you know, I can name off several single people who I just get the communal sense that we're all waiting for them to not be single, but they are, they should be out teaching classes and leading and et cetera now. So anyways, that's a side rant on familial status because that, that well, especially single women, I think is an extra Especially extra. Yeah. Because it's like, your value as a single woman is teaching baby class, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you don't, because if you, because if there's not male le- or female leadership or teaching or service right. in the church, right. Then the, the job descriptions get filtered down to not very many. And then it becomes, well, you could be a mom or a wife, mm-hmm. but those are off the table. So then it's, you can, yeah. That's how you end up to, well, you can spend a lot of time with the the children. Man, so I'm, you know, I I liked teaching the occasional children's class, but man, what if, uh, just imagine that, like, that's not what everyone is good at. That's not what everyone's right. gifts are, including right. single women, right? There's some single lim- women, I'm sure, love it. That's fine. But uh, there's some women who don't like kids, believe it or not. There are, yeah. And they can do right. things. They can do valuable things because right. the, the church is not supposed to reproduce biologically. Right. Um, the the work is uh. is a is not just just children. But anyways, um, makes me sad though because they're because we're it's just missed value. That's overlooked um, resources, and and that you internalize it as well as a single person, or I'm sure a single woman. Yeah, my I, my brother was a single youth minister in the Church of Christ. Right, and uh, believe me, there is pressure on a single youth minister. First of all, there there are ideas like, are you going to be safe with the children? Which oh. it just it that um it betrays a line of thinking that is crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> like so. Are you saying that the reason that you don't molest? Teenagers is because you have a wife? Of course not. Right? Yeah, let's, that's let's what's, follow this thought, line of thought through. The, that's end, what's right? keeping you? Yeah. And believe, and by the way, married people we have learned in the church are not safe around children just because they're married. Right. The, so it, it doesn't work either way. Um, right. But, the, but the we pressure, still act like it. Yeah. Or, or uh, and then of course, like being able to teach the women. Right. You know, but. What about the preacher? The preacher's teaching to the women. What about adult women? Who's supposed yeah. to teach them? You know, so, yeah, the, I don't know. There's not a right answer for if you're a single youth minister in the Church of Christ. Well, but I'm guessing a single youth minister in almost any church. It's just Church yeah. of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that that's, that's our church ex- exploration so far. We're gonna. I'm not. I think we may go back to the Disciples of Christ this week. I'm not sure yet. 
trying to figure some out what we're doing over the weekend in general when we go to town. Mm-hmm. But um, so we'll see. We're, we kind of wanted to go someplace for a few weeks at a time, and it's like it's like we were saying before. It's, it's so hard to. I mean, there's these external things like type of music, who they say they accept, how they say they act, that kind of stuff. But then there's, I mean, the the core of it's really what's this? What's their spirit like? Are they yeah. are they showing the fruit of the spirit? Are they truly living it out? Are they loving people and loving God like they should? Yeah, you know, not every no. There's no perfect church. We know that, but I've I've been trying to. It's really difficult, and it's it's like job searching or dating. Only it it's it's just there's so many kind of uh, awkward elements to it. But I think. What I've tried to rem- remember partially is gratitude. Like, I'm, mm. I am thankful to be able to walk into a building, and have a community because of our common bond in Christ. I could do yeah. that anywhere in the planet. Um, yeah. So in my hometown, it should be a breeze, because I know I'm I'm speaking about my own danger. I know that the temptation for me is eventually to cross my arms and and take a critical view of, all right, who's, they didn't do this right, or, or I wish that they yeah. did this differently. But in the, in these initial stages, I think just like, oh, that was nice. It was nice to meet believers. And, you know, yeah. if we go back there or not, it's still, we need it. You know, they don't need me there. They're doing fine. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've also enjoyed the, like, I, I'm trying to figure out my, my cadence and so far I'm not really going every week and I'm trying to remember that Sunday is not when I check my Christian box that Mm, the six days are for that. This is the, this is not the sum total of, of my faith experience and it shouldn't be. So that helps too. This lowers the stakes. Like, yeah, this is one out of seven. No big deal. Mm Yep. I'm a, it's still, I still get nervous, uh, about meeting people and it is going to be weird. It, it feels like, I don't know if you're feeling this, but it feels like COVID is just coming back. Ugh. So it's, yes. it's hard to know. Cause I, you know, I went full remote for a long time and may, may start to be that time. So it's, it's hard to know, like, when do I pull that lever and just say, okay, we're not, we're not going to go back out public i know the the risk is low to me my son cannot be vaccinated he's going to be in school so we might just uh continue to mask up when we're when we are at church and um yeah and monitor the symptoms and stay away when he's got a tickle in his throat so but anyway i hope i do hope you know that i've gotten a lot out of it i hope i hope that you are it's such i know there's weirdness and weird feelings and i bet with teenagers along with you I'm I'm sure they're noticing all kinds of stuff too, but well, that was a, that was the, one of the interesting things is both places we went, both kids are like, "This is great," really, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So that they they didn't get quite to the hardened gut that I was by the time that I went to college. <laughs> I guess not. So that's good. You you got I mean, them in maybe, time. maybe being away from church buildings for a year and a half kind of helped that. Yeah, because like you know the the. United Church of Christ was very different, but both kids loved it. So that's great. I think that we're all not 
I mean, many of us, not just my family, but we are all ready to kind of get back to the feeling of being part of a church and part of a, a like a faith community. Definitely. Again. And that, that I've heard that from a lot of people. I'm ready for that also. Yeah. And whatever the perfect church is in Fort Collins, there's not one, but if there was one and we both went there, it would, it would take so long to, to get that feeling because it, that's just about time and time and proximity. One day at a time. Yep. One day at a time. A lot of people are going through the same thing though. So luckily we have each other and we have virtual each other, the people listening. Yeah. Yeah. Helps a lot. And the internet people. So, um, grateful for all, all of that in the meantime. Well, I will catch up with you next time, man. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. All these messages I thought you wanted to hear But it only takes a whisper Hey, thanks for listening to Following the Fire. If you'd like to see show notes for this episode, which includes links to everything we mentioned as well as all the scriptures, head on over to followingthefire.com and just click on this episode. There's also contact information on the website. Let us know what you think about the show and if you have any suggestions for future topics. Also, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you could. It really helps other folks find the show. And as always, thanks to the fabulous Daniel Wheat for the theme song and the music for the episode. You can find more of his stuff on Apple Music and Spotify. See you later. <laughs>